Hello and welcome to the first in a special series of Real Estate Insights that we're calling The Retail Takeover, in which we're going to explore the world of retail and how it relates to real estate. And I'm delighted to say I finally found a friend to co-host with Tiffany Luckett. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. So I should tell you that Tiffany is uh, part of the Savills Central London retail team. Uh, she's been the driving force behind a thing called Open Magazine, which is Savills' in-house retail magazine. And now she's the driving force behind this podcast. This is going to be such fun, Tiffany. I'm really looking forward to it. So tell us a little bit before we get started. We've got two great guests to talk to today about fashion sharing. And we'll explain a bit more of that, about that. But tell us, tell me a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about what you want, why you wanted to do this, what we're going to try and achieve and all that sort of stuff. Well, I heard your podcast and I just wanted a bit of the action, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that I absolutely love is podcasts. I'm a complete addict. And the magazine has been great, but I feel like we need a way more digestible version of it so that people that are listening are reading the magazine can actually listen to it on the go. So that's why we wanted to do this. And secondly, I think it's so important to talk about retail at the moment. We've gone through such massive changes in the retail sector in the last two years and hearing directly from the sources and the voices that are, you know, have at the forefront of retail is really important. And I think something that everyone wants to listen to. And we're definitely going to hear from some great voices both today and in future episodes. So let's get going with this first one. And as I say, we're going to be talking about fashion sharing. Uh, the statistics around fashion and sustainability are not great, let's be honest, particularly in the UK. It's estimated that we buy an average of more than 25 kilograms of clothes each each year. That compares with about 15 kilograms in most of Europe. And if the fashion industry globally continues at its current pace, it'll take up a quarter of the world's carbon budget required to keep global warming below two degrees in the near future. That's right, guys. So something's absolutely got to change. And our guests today are at the forefront of making that change. So we've got Max Fumagalli here today, who's one of the founders of Depop. And we've also got Ashita Cabra-Davis, who is the founder of rental platform by Rotation. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for We're having We're very us. excited to have both of you on the podcast today. So starting with you, Max, you were one of the founding members of Depop, which actually initially didn't start as what it actually became to be. So could you tell us a little bit about that starting process? Yeah, we started uh, this uh, project uh, back in the day. The, the name was a garage because it was a meaning around the garage sale. And uh, uh, Back in 2011, it was not common to start buying second-hand clothes. Actually, uh, if you find out, one of your friends find out that you buy second-hand clothes, you say, why, are you poor or something like that? So that was the mentality back in back in the day in Italy. And uh, at some point, uh, we say, yeah, but we need to do something. And we start with um, one of the main concepts was uh, give a chance to our friends to start selling what they, they want to sell. So, of course, uh, based, uh, this, this project was based in Milan, so we start with the designers and the industrial designers so they want maybe to share what they they, they got from the past and but the very very uh, let me say revolution from our point of view from our, uh, for our product was when we decide to move to London and then we start building around this project this uh, product uh, an amazing community and this is when everything starts changing why coming to London why did that why did that change everything um 
was an inter- interesting question, by the way, because at some point we say, okay, we 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 build this product, we found this company in a, a small village near Venice, and uh, you know, start up, start uh, sinking some uh, some uh, angel investors, some money, something like that. But at some point, one of our angel investors said to us, if you want to do something good, you need to move from a local to international. So um, on the table, the choice was uh, uh, London, UK, or San Francisco, US. And London was uh, the easy choice in terms of distance from Milan, in terms of uh, you know Im- immigration uh, and and everything you can. And to be honest, London was uh, was is today an amazing hub, so you can reach all the, the country very close. And Ashita, you'd know all about that. So tell us about how you started by rotation and what the driving force behind this, the founding of that company was. Yeah, um, so Byrotation is the world's so- first social network where you can lend and rent designer and contemporary fashion with each other. So you can save money, you can make money, uh, you can become friends with people because you repeat rent from the same person over and over again. And you can also save the planet one rental at a time because, um, as you guys mentioned already, uh, fashion is actually one of the most polluting industries in the world. You know, some people say it's the third most polluting, which kind of sounds crazy, but it might make sense because we all wear clothes every day. Um, And if you think about some of the largest valued companies, some of these fast fashion retailers, they've really been growing at a very, very scary uh, pace, I would say. So it goes to show that um, there's something really wrong, something really broken with this industry. And the way that I wanted to tackle it was really just thinking about my own shopping habits. So I grew up in Singapore, which is a very, um, I would say the national hobbies are eating and shopping. Um, (laughs) There's no countryside. It's a city state. Um, I I had never seen animals besides when I went home to India to visit my relatives. I had never seen like cows and sheep. And all I wanted to do was hug a sheep when I when I saw the British countryside. (laughs) Um, Still haven't hugged one, by the way. They run away from me. We can organize that. You can organize that. That's amazing. I love it. And, And I just thought, you know, I still love to wear fashion and I love to wear different new clothing but perhaps it would be really nice if I could borrow from all these people um, especially on social media channels like Instagram where a lot of people wear one outfit and you never see it ever again and maybe they wear this outfit just for a, a shot that's it, it that's it it's not an hour it's 10 minutes so. yeah oh OTD outfit yeah. of the day yeah exactly um, and uh, Tiffany knows a lot about biorotation because I mean you are a you, I don't a top, know whether I'm allowed I'm to say, lender, but, oh, but yeah. you're a lender on on biorotation. <laughs> but just so so for for someone like me, just explain sort of how you got you know how big you are, how quickly you've grown, when you know, when you started, and all that sort of stuff. Sure. So we were founded. Uh, well, we launched in October 2019, five and a half months before the pandemic. My um, goodness. Yeah, I know. We have over 250,000 users across the UK. Uh, these are predominantly working professional females from the age of 23 to 39. Obviously, we have outliers like uh, one of our top lenders is a 49-year-old woman who makes over £2,000 a month. She's the CEO of a tertiary education school. Um, and she has an MBE. She's got twins. You know, she's a busy woman and she's making a lot of great income just from having amazing style. Um, and really, the plan for us is to go international. We love what Depop's done. And we like to think of ourselves as the Depop of fashion rental. Um, so we're looking to expand to New York later in the year as well. That's very exciting. Fundamentally, yeah. do you think that the reason that people use both of these platforms is because of sustainability? i.e. are consumers really driven 
by sustainability yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, from a deep point of view, we saw this change a lot in in, in, the, in the past five years. So in the beginning, was uh, just uh, the deep user was one user want to buy uh, a second hand clothes to save money. But then we start see exactly this change from 2018. So the people start more uh, be uh, sensible about the sustainability. Say, you know, I can uh, I can resell what I wear yesterday because I'm I'm don't care. And actually, what we see was uh, something different than I. I'm proud of. So people start before they start reselling a clothes, start make some uh, changes. So make that clothes unique. And this is another another interesting topic in the pop. So is why the people are uh, keen to sell because they reshape. Maybe they start, uh, they want to sell a denim jacket, but at the end, what they're going to sell is a, a denim bag. Because they are like a creative people, it. exactly. Yeah. And to be honest, when I uh, I met uh, uh, I met you and you start talking about this project by rotation, uh, I go back to my my uh, your early days, early yeah. days. <laughs> and uh, I remember it was something that we really do at the school. Say, can I borrow your jacket for mm. tonight? Uh, I, I I mean, I really love your outfit. I I can't afford to buy this outfit, but you know, yeah, sure. We are friends. You can do this and do that. So today is like uh, the new generation are back. But I also think fundamentally, not only now can you not afford to buy the jacket, but also yeah. why would you want to buy the jacket if you're just exactly. going to wear it on your holiday or exactly. on your night out? So yeah. it's basically fundamentally changing the way that we yeah. see fashion and the way that we use it. Absolutely. But I, I do think what we've noticed from our uh, demographic is um, affordability is key. And then it's, to be honest, sustainability is still secondary. Yeah. So we are kind of nudging people. So at the checkout on the BuyRotation app, when you're sending a rental request, um, you'll see the amount of positive savings that you make on the environment when you rent rather than buy something. Yeah. Uh, but it's really like a way to nudge people to make them feel good about renting, rotating, sorry, rather than buying new. So I think for us, it's still very much like I would love to wear the vampire's wife dress, which cost a thousand three hundred pounds for one dress, guys. But I can rent it for eighty pounds for three days. So affordability is key, but it's kind of changing a habit where women are thinking, "I'm not going to buy the fast fashion knockoff version of this designer breath, uh, dress or bra- or bag or whatever." Yep. And I think that's helping include people who can't you know, access sustainable brands because they're all so expensive anyway. Mm. So it's really about bringing sustainability as a concept to the average Oxford Street shopper who doesn't really care at the moment. I think the fundamental thought process is changing, though. I mean, if you look at the recent news, which I'm sure you guys have seen about Mm -hmm. um, eBay partnering with Love Island, it's these smaller steps that are basically helping everyone understand that they are saving money, but they're also being more conscious about the decisions that they make, which is really important. And it's normalizing. Um, secondhand and rewearing and sharing and uh, and you know buying vintage or repurposing vintage. Repurposing the clothes, yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't want to change the world. We can't, but we can do something. Are you sure? You, are you sure though? Because I think uh, you probably can. I think, I think you, you are, are already changing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can change yourself and maybe. It's, it's, your but you know there's that saying, your city true yeah but there's a saying that not you know one person can't do everything it's but true. everyone it's can do something and that makes an impact yeah. and i think yeah. depop is so culturally relevant like it, it's 
you, you, I feel like I talk about Depop every day. <laughs> it's also Thanks. become a phenomenon. You know, there's people that potentially make, well, it's been widely reported that they make six-figure sums on Depop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And and that has basically become something that some people might aspire to as a, as a career choice. Mm. Yeah. How Did you ever foresee that happening with your platform? Um, yes, actually, we met a lot of uh, a seller, and now I can say a lot of sellers, they start selling in Depop, uh, uh, something they don't like anymore, and uh, day by day they start uh, raise a lot of money so I remember there is a couple of uh, a sister from uh, I, I don't remember if one from Manchester or Bristol so they raise something they earn something about 70k per year wow. and again 22 years old and 18 years old mm. then uh, there was this amazing uh, seller she's a Canadian I think she's from Toronto internet girl internet girl uh, uh, I mean she started in well, famous and <laughs> yes it's quite famous because she created like a new type of style you need to like, of course, the style. But she was the first, at the moment, only seller then can make $1 million in Depop. Of course, but, not in a year. But, but wow. you know. How, but I, sorry, I think how, she was making 200 k Because yeah. I, I remember I went to an yeah. event with, uh, with, with Depop. Yeah. And that's when yeah. I was so inspired. Yeah. I was like... This whole app is about community. That's so exactly. inspiring. You're right. So when someone asks me or, or Simon, uh, the, 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 the secrets around the pop, I say, we just built something in terms of uh, platform, uh, uh, apps, uh, whatever you want to call. But the secret source is the people. The people mm. start using this product and they start to interact. As you mentioned before, uh, Back in the day, you have to go on the flea market or something like that. Today, you go like digital product, but this is what they did. And uh, they make a product and uh, this changes uh, reality. Can so. I ask a question? I know I'm a guest. Do you <laughs> there think- are no rules here, <laughs> so you can do whatever you like, well, as I'd long lo- as it's legal. <laughs> I'd love to know if you think Depop made Internet Girl or Internet Girl and all these other top sellers made Depop. How do you see it? I think uh, if you think about Integral, she got something special, of course. Uh, um, let's say we can say 50-50 or 60-40, because, of course, inside the pop, uh, there is an amazing uh, uh, team that uh, uh, support our seller in in the way that uh, they check your, uh, uh, for example, shop, and they give you like some tips. Uh, it literally is like a mentorship uh, mm. program. And... Uh, and there's one of our former colleagues at the pop, uh, uh, Jack. He is amazing. He literally can browse in a day a day in the pop and find the perfect shop and say, we need to support this wow. guy or this girl. Which is an interesting point because you both have communities at the heart of your platform. Yeah. What are the ways that both of you have actually harbored, fostered and developed these communities to make them as powerful as they are today? Um I mean, I can't tell you the way because sometimes is uh, is uh, there's no one single way. I mean, you need to have like a, a great talent people that can spot the new mm-hmm. uh, trend uh, and etc. And uh, yeah, I mean, I remember I met this. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm feel sorry because I don't remember the name. She's uh, she was uh, two years ago, eighteen years ago, eighteen years mm-hmm. old. So is twenty now. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, she started using the pop to sell stuff, then uh, her mom make it. And today, literally, she got like uh, four employees. 
Mm. We got many stories like this. People yeah. they start uh, download the pop or, mm. or or check the other platform and they create their own brand. They create mm. their own activity. Ashita, what about you in terms of the yeah. community? Um, I think since we're we're relatively young and it was all just before the pandemic and during the pandemic, um, it was really grassroots. You know, I got myself. To, well, I got all my friends. I got myself since. I was a recovering shopaholic. I had enough stuff. Um, listed it on the beta platform, which is a very ugly website. So um, if you're thinking about starting something, just start with baby steps. Um, for me, it was very much a side hustle to begin with for the first six months. Um, and then after that, it was really like showing our actual building community of the people who use the app already. So a lot of user-generated content, which I know Depop does an amazing job at as well, which was a great way to show confidence that this app works and people are using it. And this woman looks like me. It's it's not just a model. It's not just a photo shoot. Yeah. It's not like some brand brand. You know, we are a community. We're not a brand. That's that's what I like yeah. to say um, because I know fashion's all about brand appeal and luxury and all of that. But for us, we want to be approachable. We don't want to be... Um, aspirational that you could never be a part of it you know for us we're like come sit with us um so that's how we kind of did it and obviously fast forward to today where we have you know a a massive uh community of over 250k women we've got ambassador programs again very very grassroots you know these women are not vips or influencers or celebrities but they're vips to us um they're the top lenders they're making loads of money on the app they're very engaged they're talking about by rotation when they go to the ascot races or to a wedding or to the hendu so for us it's been very grassroots and i think because we're positioned as a social network there's a huge virality uh, viral sort of effects to it so for us it's really about network effects and things like even inviting your phone book uh, yeah. to, to to you know yeah. to, to come and join you know to, to come and join by rotation it's it's a focus on the product which is the platform we talked about um, people making careers out of Depop. Obviously, by rotation is at the forefront of its kind of journey. But do you see that happening with some of your lenders as well? Yeah. Um, so I mentioned um, about one of our top lenders, the 49-year-old woman who's very busy. You know, she's not just sitting around and she's not sort of a influencer or a VIP who gets gifted a bunch of clothing anyway. Um, so that's more a side hustle because she's a very busy woman. Uh, and she had, you know, she's running an entire business. But um, I actually got a message after we announced our seed fundraise. So we raised three million recently um, from one of our top lenders on the app. Well, like a rising star, I would say. Um, and she reached out to me and said that um, she just had her second child. And she wasn't able to afford going back to work because she couldn't afford a nanny. But by rotation has enabled her to afford daycare. And she said to me, if this isn't women empowerment, then I don't know what is. And and I never intended by rotation to be like a money-making machine or whatever. It was really to get people to be able to wear new clothing without it being completely new to you. So this was, I mean, this just really touched my heart. And I feel like anytime I have a bad day, I think about stories like these. And I'm like, this is why I'm doing by rotation. I love that. Both of your brands have dabbled a little bit in retail. Mm -hmm. Max, starting with Depop, they had a couple of stores worldwide. Tell us about those stores, what the purpose of them was, and what happened in terms of um, kind of letting go of some of those in the end? Yeah. So the reason why uh, uh, was, I think, 2018, we decided to open this uh, to physical uh, space at Depop was, again, to give give a place uh, to our community where they can... Uh, 
try to find uh, uh, um, a new inspiration. We run some workshop there uh, where they can arrive and doing some photo shoot because mm-hmm. again, you need to th- start thinking about if you want to be successful with the pop, at some point you need to invest in yourself. Uh, try to be like innovative, try maybe to rent a space uh, where you, you go and you store your stuff uh, or you doing your photo shoot. Uh, was more like a studio, like where we are today to record this postcard. Was a, a place where seller can uh, can sell in real life uh, they 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 their stuff. Um, we decided to to open one shop in LA uh, and another one in New York. In New York was in a Soho area, Brooklyn. Uh, yeah. No, uh, the shop, the first shop was in uh, uh, Soho. Oh. Uh, again, it's a place where you mm. can find a lot of tourists. And uh, was a success. The reason why, at some point, we decided to shut down it was uh, 2019, and we know mm. what happened. And at some point, it was not profitable anymore, especially in a city like uh, LA and, and New York, where you have to pay a lot, a lot in, in terms of rent. And uh, just to give you an, an idea, for for our users, were free, free space forever. Mm. So they don't have to pay anything. What they have to pay sometimes is if they need some, uh, I don't know, uh, special uh, tools uh, like lights uh, or mm-hmm. special camera or something like that. Then we can rent it, but for, for the user, it was free. And as you said, you've dabbled with pop-ups. You've had um, two very successful ones. One that was extended um, quite a lot, which has recently now closed. What do you think about the pop-ups in the future of your business, given you're at the kind of earlier stage than Max's? I think for us, um, we have a lot of digital awareness. You know, everyone's kind of heard of Birotation online. And uh, it was really a way for us to get, um, you know, a physical, I hate using this word, but physical manifestation of the Birotation brand, the identity, what the community looks like. And, you know, again, just very inspired by the Depop story. So we had quite a lot of workshops, not really to promote for for lenders like our top lenders to promote themselves but really to just get the community together and do quite a lot of adjacent workshops to fashion so things like I don't know um how to how to organize a tablescape how to um I think we did like a painting class as well and you know it was very much positioned as entering the birotation common room I'm I'm a huge Harry Potter fan so for me the UK is basically Harry Potter (laughs) Um, so it's kind of like walking into a common room where you belong and you know there are sofas everywhere you can hang out there's no pressure to rent anything it was really just to immerse yourself in the uh, birotation community and one of the things that you have already experienced Max but you're probably experiencing now Sheeta is actually getting people to understand the nature of renting like Max, you obviously once had to get people to understand, okay, I can, I can wear someone's yeah. old clothes, basically. And how do you find that works with a pop-up? Do you think people come in and they're like, I want to buy everything? or And how do you kind of like try and change their thinking? Yeah, um, I think we have had a few. So we our most recent pop-up, which closed, was in Marlebone Lane. Uh, quite an affluent sort of audience, quite international at times as well, where they would just, you know, kind of be like, I don't live here. I just want to buy it. Um, So we actually did introduce resale on the app very, uh, I would say, at the beginning of this year, which has been quite successful for us. You know, we did a luxurious Garrett sale where um, items such as the Bottega Veneta Jody bag was sold. So we've kind of uh, adapted our product uh, by listening to what the community wants, because perhaps not everyone's open to rental as yet. And maybe there are some classic items that people would prefer to own rather than rent. So often they'll want to rent a pink dress with feathers on it but they'd love to buy a classic like a Bottega bag yeah. and I think that's where we sit alongside um, yeah. Depop 
And you did a great job because uh, this is what we, we, we did. It's like follow the community, follow what they ask you. So you don't want, you don't want to stay in on top of the table and say, no, 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 you have to rent. You can't buy exactly. anything. If they want to buy and if the, uh, let's say the lender of the dress is, uh, is okay for that, just bought it. But again, I, I think uh, uh, create this uh, pop-up uh, event uh, or open this pop-up store is uh, is another way to share uh, your idea, your project, and to make everybody aware then is a reality. It's not something just in the digital world or on the magazine or something like that. People are maybe... Um, the people they wear in second-hand clothes or the rent clothes, they are knowing from the underground. Exactly. They are... No well, more we, people they, so, they want to. So at yeah. the um like at our last pop up, you know, we did events with Caudalie Gerlaine, like really sort of high profile events with quite a lot of celebrities and VIPs and stylists coming to the store to pull looks. So I would say it was pretty upmarket without being scary. Like you were walking into a really nice boutique yeah. store, but you didn't feel judged if you didn't walk out with a shopping bag, yeah. you know, and, and that's what we wanted and that's the vibe. The future of, of fashion retail and the future of fashion. Do you think that you guys are the future or will you always be, do you think, sort of a, a, a sort of side part of it? You want to start though? I can start? I, I think this is the future. Sharing is the future. Yeah. And to be honest, it's not just limited to fashion. We all have just too much stuff. Um, you know, we're all sharing apartments. We're sharing cards. We're sharing food. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's an app called Olio where you can share food with your neighbor um, it shouldn't stop at clothes, which, you know, if you're buying quality clothes, they are pretty expensive. Yeah. And just to, to, to give you my answer, I totally agree. And I would like to say they are the future. The community are the future. Uh, uh, I, I, I can't see myself the future. So I just start something with all the people. But yeah, the, the, the people are the future. And one final question for both of you. We'll start with Max. So um, what's your favorite street or place to shop in London? Um, is a brick lane. Brick lane. Yeah. Nice. Uh, you can find uh, uh, tons of uh, uh, second-hand clothes from sixties, uh, fifties, eighties. Uh, uh, Actually, I say sixties, seventies because <laughs> today what I wear uh, ten years ago is vintage, or twenty years ago is vintage. So yeah, Brick Lane is one of my favorite places because you find that this a uh, very underground shop or where it's a very deep pop answer yeah, yeah. 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 It's true. It's like, especially <laughs> first of the location of course inside the old Truman Brewery but yeah yeah the perfect location to find something to sell and make yeah. a great profit on yeah. Depop Nishita what about you London where's the place to be for you so I'm definitely a Marlebone girl so and I really enjoyed our Marlebone Lane pop-up but in terms of where I would like to ideally always shop at uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a bit of my expensive taste but Mount Street Mount I just love Mount Street. Oh. It's underrated. Yeah. It's beautiful. Not even to like buy, but to window shop. It's just, yeah. To be inspired. It's a very beautiful setting. Yeah. And, and interesting brands, you know, not yeah. just, it's it's less travel than New Bond Street, for example. What a great way to end and what a fantastic first episode we've had doing this with you guys. You've been absolutely fantastic guests and I think this has been, su there's such great synergy between both of your brands Thanks. and the purposes behind it, which we at Savills really think is the future of retail and we're super excited to be involved with it. And I think, uh, judging by the way you've been talking to each other, and Ashita, judging by the way you've been looking at Max, I think 
you might have a new member of your advisory board by the end of the day. <laughs> there the you go. The Thank you for the intro, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Max. I put a bit of pressure on you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, as, just as Tiffany. So thank you guys so much for that. It's been for me, and it's all about me. I've actually loved that conversation. Um, well, Tiffany, there we are. That's our first episode. I think it's been rather good. I think it's been a great success, and I'm super excited for all of the next ones that we've got planned, especially our next guest, who is none other than Anya Hindmarsh. So that's going to be exciting. Well, that uh, that really promises to be very, very special indeed. Uh, so there we are. That's our first episode of, of this retail takeover of Real Estate Insights. Thank you very much for listening and see you next time.